When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm Kim France. <laughs> I was looking at you when I said it. That's why I did that. Let's just keep it in. Let's keep it in. They, they need to know. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know that that's my baseline today. Exactly. That's your baseline. Your hair looks amazing today. My hair does look amazing today. What is going on with your hair? Why is it amazing? Well, I'm using these new products as it happens. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's it's spelled, I think it's spelled S-A-C-H-A-J-U-A-N, Sasha Wan, it looks like. <laughs> I got it at my hairdresser and it's like magic. It's like magic. I think it, well, what did, what is it? What kind of product? Shampoo. There's shampoo. There's a conditioner. Okay. There are many conditioners. There's a serum. Okay. Okay. And I've never, I've never used any products that like got rid of my frizz more effectively. It really is. It's really sleek. It's a very sleek hair. I'll say that. I'll say that. And it I, was doing yeah. a really cool, it was doing a real, I don't know if you can see it, but it was, it was kind of doing a cute layered thing this morning and I can never make my hair's layers look like yeah. anything. It looks great. It looks great. I I also have a new um a new hair product because my haircut requires for the first time in my life, my new haircut requires my hair to be kind of dirty to look good. Like it just mm-hmm. is not the first day is not a good day for this haircut. So I've been experimenting with dry shampoos and there's this one from Harari, which is like called hair dust. And mm-hmm. it not only is a dry shampoo, but it gives your hair body and texture and you use it like a dry shampoo just at the roots. And then you kind of shake it. And it's like almost like a, a, it's almost like a hair thickening mousse is the effect. Like it mm-hmm. kind of gives it body and texture and makes it look like it is some product in it, even though it's a powder. So, Wow. Highly, highly recommend that. Um, oh, what else is going on besides hair? Well, I have an announcement. A go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know how we were talking last week on the episode mm-hmm. or the week before about like how we can't say you guys anymore. Yes. And folks feel stupid. Yes. I'm bringing back y'all. <laughs> I'm bringing back y'all. I don't know if we, I mean, neither of us is, for, I guess you're kind of from the South. I, I spent the first 16 years of my life in Texas. I grew up saying y'all. And okay. Then it, got, it got kind of like, you know, um, conditioned out of me in boarding school and then college and then living on the East Coast. But okay. it actually, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's intragender. Yes, true, true. And in this little way, and this is kind of queer, but I kind of like the idea of taking back something Texan about me. Yes, yes, because I get that. because just because I think it's easy to forget in these times that a state like Texas actually has a lot of people who are fighting the good fight. Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that that's. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, and I think that you should. I think it is good to reclaim some parts of yourself because I do think that something happens when we're young, and trying to recreate ourselves or create ourselves for the first time or reinvent ourselves, invent ourselves for the first time. I mean, I know that I actively practiced my Philly accent away. I was just, mm-hmm. I was like, there is no place for these vowels in my new life, you know? That's so funny because Paul, whenever he wants something to drink, he'll say, may I have some water? Yes, because he doesn't want to say water. He pronounces it really carefully every time. May I have some water, please? Yes. No, it's a big, it's a big, I do it with a lot of words like bad. I don't say bad anymore. I say bad. <laughs> But I over, it's like an overcorrection for, for sure. Um, well, that's a good announcement, I guess. I, I am, <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> I am feeling so weird. I'm in my husband's like weird garage office and I, I am looking at myself on the screen. I look like a ghoul. I can't believe he works out of this place. I, we have whatever, it doesn't even matter, but we have home improvements going on inside and there's no way. So I, we switched offices today and, it's weird. It is, I have two thoughts. One is that it's a literal man cave. Like that's what it looks like, a man cave. Number two, I'm a little worried about Alex in an earthquake in that room. Because there are like shelves, bookshelves, and then boxes on top of the shelves. Like you, he could be squashed. He really could. But also this was his choice. He loves it out here. This is a nightmare to me. Um, speaking of nightmares... I had a 12th birthday party for my child over the weekend <laughs> and I got kind of drunk. Why uh, not? Oh, I mean, I guess why I not? Guess I'm, why, why, no. why am I saying why not? I can see why not. Why not is, you know, well, it was weird because it was the first year that the kids just wanted nothing to do with us. Like mm-hmm. they stayed, we have like a, you know, we have a, a two floor house and Charlotte's room takes up a lot of the bottom room. Like there's like a rec room and then Charlotte's room. And anyway, the kids stayed downstairs and they didn't want any parents to come. And they kind of trashed the house in a way like, you know, frosting everywhere, but whatever. (laughs) And they were talking also about much more teen kind of things than 12 year old things. Like they were talking about their crushes. And I guess that is being 12. I don't know. It was the first time that it happened. But I hadn't had a party. This was my first party I'd had in almost three years. 
And I just forgot all the rules to a party. Like I forgot that nobody eats the crudite. Like why the fuck <laughs> cut up all those vegetables? Nobody wants the nobody wants the orange pepper with the hummus. <laughs> like it just doesn't happen. And I equally forgot that you can't really drink at your own party because you're not eating enough and you're not thinking. And then all of a sudden you're just fucking drunk having to be a host. And it wasn't like I was like fall down blackout drunk, but I was <laughs> I was loopy. And, and was it a daytime party? So you were loopy during the day? No, it was a um, it was an evening party. It was like started at six. So I was loopy. By eight, I was kind of loopy. And like, <laughs> you know, and also you're inviting your kids, friends, parents. So you're talking to parents who are not necessarily like they're acquaintances. You know, some of them right. are friends, but, you know, and being like, where's that jumpsuit from? Let me see the tag to some mom. (laughs) (laughs) It's like instant familiarity in that way that drinking makes. Exactly. And then like, then I had to see them at school drop off on Monday and I was just like shame faced, like, sorry, you know, my real self. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, can't do that. But also just remembered just getting drunk in a group. I think it's almost fine to get a little bit drunk with people, you know, really well, because it doesn't matter, you know, Mm -hmm. but getting drunk in a group setting, particularly like a group setting like that, where it's like a mix of parents or group setting where it's a professional, you know, situation. It's just not that great. It's never going to be that great of an experience because the next day, even if you were fine, you're always going to say to yourself, oh, my God, did I say the wrong thing? Was that rude about the jumpsuits? You know, it's just I hate that shit. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It's that like, oh, fuck feeling like, why did I do that? And why did nobody else do anything like that? Why am I the only one? Well, I will say moms moms were getting drunk i will say <laughs> it was like i think it was a lot of people's first party so every like moms were definitely definitely um overserved um but whatever who gives a shit it just whatever. happens whatever so they were all they're all probably thinking the same thing that they got drunk at a kid's birthday party yes yes the moms but deserve a few cocktails the moms deserve a few cocktails but it did make me think you know from here out, this is probably what it is. You know, when we have parties the the kids are older, they'll be doing their own thing. And the, like, it's the first time it's such a big shift from not yeah. having to actively parent. But at the same time, I do not want to be those weird, like overly permissive California parents. Like I could see Alex and I like taking this style of parenting too far and being mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Who cares? And I said to him, no, we're not going to be those people. So right. anyway, that's my, that's, that's my only real story I have this week. I'm trying to think if I have any stories for you. I don't, the week was kind of uneventful. The week was a little uneventful. Shit. You went to Sag Harbor. How was that? Oh, we did go to Sag Harbor. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Me. I know Paul your I, whole schedule. Paul and I went out to Sag Harbor and his son came with us and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of his sons. He's just, he's, he's. 19 now, maybe 20, 19, um, super bright, um, poised, very funny, Mm -hmm. um, kid. And we went out there and it was really nice to be out in the country. Although I did like, whenever I'm out in Sag Harbor or often when I'm out in Sag Harbor, I will find myself really, really antsy. Yeah. 
you know, and then I'll go into town to sort of like relieve my antsiness, walk around, go to the grocery store, go to the, the one or two cute stores in town. And, and, and I realized like, Kim, if you're getting antsy here in Sag Harbor over three days, imagine how you'd be if you actually did move to the country. Like, just, what would that look like? I think it's an adjustment. And I think that if you are strategic about your move and keep yourself close to a couple of things, right? Don't, don't move so far out that it's so isolating. So, cause if you could have a routine with like, you know, I go into town and I get this thing every day, then you don't feel that like antsiness because you're having that event. Because I think yeah. what you're talking about is an event that is outside of your house, right? Yes. And I always look for that too. And that's why I live where I do in Los Angeles, because I couldn't take being so far away from everything, at least not yet. And maybe and you never. Can also, and you can also walk places in your neighborhood, which is unlike most neighborhoods in Los Angeles. No. And it's very much by design. I mean, I live in yeah. a crumbling, crumbling duplex on a hill, but it's perfectly situated that I can have a neighborhood life, which is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've decided that a lot of the people who left the city during COVID are going to come back. Interesting. I think that, or not a lot, but a certain proportion, I think, are going to come back. Interesting. I mean, I feel like everything's so prohibitively expensive at this point. I mean, that yeah. will probably... Um, that will probably sort of flatten out. But I do feel like at this point, people who, friends I know who gave up their apartments in New York and tried to go back, couldn't, can't find an apartment. Yeah. Can't, especially if you're trying to find something for one person. It's really, really tough right now is my understanding from several uh, New York Times stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always want, I always want that break. I always look for town and town is never, usually when we're away somewhere, town is never that great. It's never as right. satisfying as I need it to be, but I'm just like town, town, town must get to town. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's how I was like, I got to go into town. There's yeah. a dress at Mata. I've got to see. It's yes. really important. Yes, exactly. I know. It's also a separation too. Cause it's like, Oh, we're just in this house together. What do we do? But I think mm -hmm. that that is a, I think that that changes after you're in a place for a long time. I actually think your whole chemistry and how you plan your days just changes. Cause I, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say when I was in Iceland for that month, there was the tiniest town and I did go to it every day. It was like, mm -hmm. Ooh, and now it's time for town. <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, it's important. And especially when you're being creative, it's important to have rituals. Yes. Yes. It is. I important. really think. I think so. So how too. are you feeling with your book done? That's like a whole thing. How's it feeling a week or two out from that? It's, you know, it's feeling good. I have a couple of people who have read it. I got a really nice note from my agent. Good. It's feeling good. I mean, you know, it's now what's set in for me and anybody who writes in the first person, anybody who writes things that are autobiographical, I think now what's setting in for me is, oh, I've really exposed myself. Did I, mm -hmm. did I want to expose myself that much? Did I want to expose other people? Now is going to get into the fine tuning of pulling back some of what I exposed probably, you know, right? Um, so that I feel a little less raw and gross. And also mm -hmm. there's going to be the refining of protecting um 
protecting people's identities and you know, all of that. They'll probably, but I feel mostly just great. And I feel ready to get involved in other projects. Like I feel like it's behind me, even though there's still tinkering to do. It's over. Yeah. I did it. I did it. It's that same thing. It's the same thing as giving birth. I've already forgotten the pain of it. Like I'm already mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll write another book. You know, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous, a ridiculous um, thing that happens. What was interesting, and this has nothing to do with my book, but something that did happen on Saturday night was one of my friends, who's also a mom friend, um, who's younger than me by five years, was had like a moment of being really upset of being um, older and feeling a lot of feelings um, and not knowing how to place them. I don't even know if she's in perimenopause yet, but definitely like just hitting mid forties. And, you know, she was, she was, you know, thinking about her relevance in her career and thinking about all kinds of things in a very intense and profound way that you could tell was unexpected even to her. And Mm -hmm. I said to her, well, how old are you? And she said, oh, I just turned 45. And I said, oh, well, welcome. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, Because I really think that is like the beginning of this whole thing. And I think you and I are starting to get to another side of it. But Mm -hmm. around mid-40s is when it really just smacks you in the face. Like, I'm older. I'm starting to look older. What can I still do? What's going to happen in my body? Like, all of it. And it just is it's so unexpected. And I was, I was just talking to her and I was like, Oh yes, this is just like comes out of nowhere. And then it's, you know, it's everything we talk about on the show. Yep. Yep. No. I mean, I can remember specific moments when I was like, Oh, I'm actually older now. Like that kind of behavior, you know, a B and C behavior are no longer suitable for somebody my age. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time I felt that way I had, when I was at Lucky, I had like this sports car. I had an Audi convertible Mm -hmm. and I used to love driving around in my Audi convertible, listening to music really loud. And at a certain point I was like, I mean, you can, you can, you can drive around in your car playing music really loud for as long as you want to in life. But there was something about it that just made me feel like you're not quite like, like the kind of daydreaming. I'm a Pisces, so I'm always daydreaming and playing music. And, yep. and, 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 and it's like, this is no longer appropriate. Yes. Yes. And maybe you just don't need to play it out in the same way with those kind of performative fantasies. Right. So, I mean, that's a very, what's the Marianne faithful line. It's like the age of 37, she's driving through Paris with the top down of the car, you know, and that all sounds very nice. But you kind of don't need it anymore. You just start to be like, oh, I'm just I'm just an older person just being a person in the world. And not to say that that specific example, I know exactly what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with that specific example. Like people could drive with an, in a convertible with the music loud forever. But it is a little bit of a midlife crisis when you catch yourself in the middle of doing something like that. And you're like, oh, me, cliche. <laughs> you <know>? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I feel that way a little bit about my tattoos. I feel like they were a little midlife crisis. 
I don't care so much, but I do feel like that was like vomiting midlife crisis all over my arms. I feel the last one I got, the last one I got this year, I feel that way about. I'm actually considering getting it removed already because I was like, I took this too far. Like I was done at a certain point, but then I was like, no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to be a tattoo person. And it's like that, it like, it was just, it's very subtle, but it was like a, a turn of the dial a little too far that felt a little performative. And it's yep. hard to find those lines, I feel like. It's so hard to find those lines. Um, it really is, you know, or you knew where the line was at one point, but now you can't even find the line. You're standing too close to the line. Like it just, it gets tricky, but then when it hits you, it hits you. Yeah. And it's like, oh Yeah. Yeah, it hits you. It hits me with clothes sometimes. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't, this is like gimmicky. And I don't, what am I doing in this shirt? And it's just like, it can be week to week. Like all of a sudden, something that worked before doesn't work. And this is my whole thing about getting older that it's just a series of nonstop adjusting. Yeah, it is a series of nonstop adjusting. And at a certain point, I think you have done enough adjusting that it becomes second nature. And yes. you're, But like, you know, and especially as far as physical things go, because like getting used to an aging body is, 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 is not fun. No, no. I mean, I was telling you that last week I went in, I had blood work done and I went in to get my, you know, my results. Uh, No, they sent me the blood work results and I had a glucose level that was pre-diabetic. And Mm -hmm. I lost my shit. I was like, I haven't eaten sugar in two years, motherfuckers. What is this? And then it turned out that it was because it was um, the test was measuring a fasting level of glucose and I had not fasted before and whatever. So it was it was a mistake, but it was still a tiny bit high. It wasn't like pre-diabetic high. Mm -hmm. And the doctor just said to me, listen, um, you are in a stage of your life where nobody likes to talk about this, but things have changed and your tolerance for things have changed and mm-hmm. your body's just older and you're not going to process sugar and carbs in the same way anymore. And I don't think you'll ever really be able to drink a whole bottle of wine and eat a whole cake again, it, like you could in your twenties and it not affect mm-hmm. you. And I was like, wow, that, how did you know my dream? <laughs> <laughs> But I will say after those drinks and I had a piece of cake on on Saturday night, I was an inferno all night. I have not been having a lot of hot flashes. I was, I suffered so much for those temporary pleasures. Yes, because that's what sets off all my hot flashes, caffeine, alcohol, and sugar. It's just, it's just done. But she was just saying, you know, that like, just, we, we were just saying that, that aging is just like sorting out what's working and what's not and making adjustments accordingly. And that's how you live old and you get to be old and thrive. Well, and you also can't like when you're young, you can just kind of blow shit off. Yes. You can blow off the doctor. You can blow off, you know, working out or at least, you know, walking a lot or doing something. When you get older, you can't blow it off. I'm still accepting that. I'm still accepting that I need to be working out more days a week than not in some capacity, in some capacity. And I think it would also make me happier, but it's like, it's no longer, I think about women I've known 
who were older than me. And like, I remember when I was 29 or 30 working for a boss who was about my age now, I would Mm -hmm. guess. And when we'd go out to lunch, she would have like the steamed fish with the poached, you know, the poached green beans. And it just looked so glum. And I have not accepted that I've got to start eating in this, in this slightly glum way. I can't accept it. I think you should just think of it as like simple, streamlined. (laughs) Don't think of it as glum. Think of it as (laughs) simplifying, simplifying. Well, I happen to, I do have all of a sudden after a lifetime of perfectly perfect blood pressure, I have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to do things about the high blood pressure. I've been not salting food, which is like torture for me. I know it's, and I've been taking little, you know, low dose aspirin, so I don't have a heart attack, mm. but I did have a real, I did have a real health scare, which I think I mentioned on this podcast. Um, then we found out everything was fine. Then we found out everything may not be fine. And that's why I've been living for the past two weeks of not knowing if I was actually very, very sick. And it turns out I'm not, it turns out I'm a little sick and I've got to go, you know, get a procedure. Um, but I mean, this is the age where say I did, say I was really sick, it wouldn't be a shock. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You know, because we're that age. I mean, people, Norm MacDonald died recently. He's not that much. He wasn't that much older than me. People, you know, who was it? The um, Alborel Baz, that um, designer. You know, I can think, I, I, I notice it every single time someone within five years of my own age dies. You know, not in an accident, not suicide, not drugs, but just, you know, old ass body, old ass body. (laughs) But, you know, you do. This is the thing. You do what you can within reason and you do what makes you feel good, because I do think that, you know, I don't I I especially hate a group exercise. There's nothing more humiliating to me than like the flap in my arms to a rhythm in front (laughs) of others. Like there's just there's nothing. During the pandemic, I got really into exercise. Then I kind of stopped. Now I've been going on really long walks on steep hills. I don't know if that's enough. I probably need more. But I'm trying something because if I don't do anything, I feel like an absolute slug. No, I know. I mean, I, you know, I have the dog, so I take right. the dog out and that's, that's something, but I need to do more and I want to do more. I'm, I'm, I feel like it's, it's time. It's, you know, I was, I was so good about yoga up until a little, you know, a while ago and up until pre COVID. Right. I mean, COVID. And then, you know, then my knee fucked up and, uh, I don't know. Let's take a quick break for some ads. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. What else? What are you watching? Anything? Been watching The Leftovers, which maybe I mentioned. I can't remember. I think you but, mentioned um, it to me, but not on the podcast, but I don't remember. I've been watching it. Um, just about done with, finished the first season. And um, that's a great show. That's mm -hmm. a great show. I really like it. Um, Carrie Coon from um, Gilded Age is in it. Yes, yes. And she's very likable. That Justin Thoreau, who I always thought seemed like kind of a, you know, a fancy boy somehow. Like <laughs> he's he's really good in it. He is kind of, you know what? He's kind of like a fancy boy, but not doesn't want to be a fancy boy. I feel like he's a fancy boy. He's like, no, but look, I'm tough. You know, I think yeah. he's like, you know, he's got the pit bull, he's got the tattoos, and he's like, you know, he's like leather. And I feel like he really wants us to know about his masculinity. All he needs is like a, a, a scarf with like skulls on it. And he's just going to be like Keith Richards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a very um, like certain type. He's like close to being pirate, but he's not yet. He's not yet pirate. He's still like dude. Yes. He's still dude. Um, but I really like that show very much and have been enjoying it. And I also... Um, 
we we talked about this last week, but we ended up cutting it out. I am reading Anna Winter's biography. Yes. Which is very um it it it's it's weird because you know that woman is such a mystery to so many people that you don't emerge with a very clear sense. It isn't like, oh, finally, someone explain what motivates this woman. Right. Um, right. But there's a lot of juicy, a lot of juicy tidbits along the way. Right. I mean, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are juicy tidbits. It's also just interesting. Our fascination with her just never seems to end. I mean, yesterday there was like a viral photo of her lunch and it's like <laughs> it's like she has like a filet mignon and a buffalo mozzarella salad but without the tomatoes so she just is basically eating steak it just was the grossest picture she's just eating like a burnt looking steak and like wet mozzarella cheese and i was like that is fucking weird <laughs> well they explain in this book that very early on she was influenced by a diet that said like you can only have some very low number of carbohydrates in your diet every day but don't you remember at conde nast were you ever in the elevator from the cafeteria with like a astonishingly beautiful young women because they were always astonishingly beautiful mm -hmm. holding a plate covered in cellophane with just like sliced steak. And I, I would see that and I'd be like, that girl's going to 12. Oh, and They would always press 12. They were bringing Anna's lunch to her. I can't believe that Anna ate food from the cafeteria, to be honest, like, like a plebe. Well, the thing about, but the thing about Anna Winter that's interesting, and this book says it, and I knew it when we worked there, is that she's actually very fiscally responsible. Mm. Like when it comes to the magazine, you know, shoots could be very, very expensive, but she would be like, you, you can't send 40 trunks, send 20. Okay. Okay. So I think there is this weird part, you know, she's British, they're frugal. I mean, I, I bet, I bet they're not all frugal. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like reasonable and responsible. They don't spend the way that we spend, I feel like. Well, let's just say some British people may not, because now I'm afraid I'm going to offend British people. <laughs> but I, I really wonder why we're so fascinated by her too. And I think part of it is that like the queen, she gives very little. Right. 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 That, that regal, and I had said this last week and then we cut the whole thing, but I, that regal, um, a lot of her friends and people in her life described her as regal. And I said to you, who do you know that you would describe as regal? I know no one. That's a very specific kind of person, a regal person. I think my dog is quite regal. Nobody. But I my, can't, yeah, nobody. I can't think of a human. No, I don't know a regal person. See, a regal person would not be my friend. I just would like, <laughs> I would sully the, the, the regalness immediately. <laughs> like, it's just impossible. Yeah, I know what you mean. I am watching, I am watching, speaking of um, misogyny and the male point of view that we were not really, but I am watching two very male-centric shows right now that I like, both of them, but I'm aware that I don't think either of them would pass the Bechdel test. Um, the first one is Barry. Um, mm -hmm. with, um, why can't I think that guy, that What's guy, what is his name? Oh my God. Oh, oh. Hater, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yes. Bill Hader. Who's so good. Who's yeah. just like such a, 
he's got so much range for one of those Saturday Night Live people. You know, he's just unusually good. And it's a really interesting show. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, I started watching it and I am a completionist. I'm still watching it. And the other thing I'm watching, which is terrible, but I can't stop watching it, is that show that's about the making of The Godfather. And it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And I forget what it's called. I'm going to look it up. But uh, it's a... Uh, it's it's like I I just I kind of love it, I kind of love it. Um, but oh, it's called The Offer. I kind of love it, but it's so bad. It's like the writing of it is so so bad. You can see that like this was a book that was like possibly ghost written that it's based on, and they're just like wholesale taking exposition and putting it into characters' mouths, and mm -hmm. it's so obvious like you can see the script as as they're right. saying the lines but the story is really compelling and so i've been watching that that's a it's it's not good but it's it's addictive and the best part of it is the guy who plays robert evans is it's it's fun to watch a person playing robert evans oh that's cool yes i have also i've watched the first two episodes of hacks oh yes hacks all right how do you hacks feel is back on hacks i love hacks how are you feeling about hacks so far, not liking it as well as the first season. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I've only watched two episodes. That's all that have come out yet. Um, and I feel like I might have been influenced by a review or two I read. Okay. Into thinking it's not as good. I think, I think that I love Hacks, but equally I see all the problems with it. I think I just really like watching Jean Smart. Yeah, she's fantastic. And I just, I like watching her do almost anything. So I'm willing to accept the problems with the show and the, you know, the, the, it like thuds a lot and you know, it's, it, it makes obvious choices. I feel like, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah. Hacks, 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 television. Oh, you know what I watched, um, the other night, what? um, last night actually, the Wall by Pink Floyd. What? What is that? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, well, you can the original, guess that it was the, not... the original The Wall? The movie version of The Wall <laughs> by Pink Floyd starring um, Bob Geldof. Yes. Wow. What, what Paul possessed was like, you? Paul was, like, Paul was like, I can't, I can't spend the rest of my life with someone who hasn't seen Pink Floyd's The Wall. Wow. All right. So what did you think? That was fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> I've been. I started watching the Andy Warhol um, documentary, which is. Fine. I started watching that too, and I thought it was fine. Yes, I as thought you it did. Was, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Like I, I was like, oh, this is a documentary. Like you could really see the documentary, like the the puppet strings being pulled. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is a documentary, and maybe I'm interested in this, and maybe I'm not. I don't know. Um, is that the one I watched, or another documentary where they had dramatic reenactments? Um, I don't think it was that one. I but I know, yeah, I don't like. I watch I if. Ugh, I don't even know which one it was, but I was like, why do they ever do dramatic reenactments? Yes. Yes. I don't know why they do, but you know why? Because sometimes they have tape and what's happening a lot um, is I feel like there are a lot of like old 
interviews, a lot of just old recordings that are being turned into documentaries because, you know, we have Mm -hmm. these people on, you know, we have these people on tape, but there's no visual, right? So they have to figure out a way to create the visual around that, which is complicated. Yep. You're right. Okay. I have a question. I played this game with, um, with Paul's son over the weekend and I'm curious what you would say, like, what's a talent that you wish you had and you would trade another talent that you do have for it? What's a talent I wish I had and would trade another talent for it? I wish that I could make things grow. I think I wish I had plants gardening. I wish I had skill in that because I, I like the way like something that's beautifully landscaped looks. I like the idea of growing my own vegetables, but I'm a disaster at keeping anything, any sort of flora alive. Me too. Um, And I wish that I could do that. That would be a skill I would like to have. And I would trade. Oh God, I don't have that many talents. <laughs> That's untrue. But it's a tricky question because you also have to trade it for a commensurate talent. Right. Like I wish I could sing and I would gladly give up my peerless ability to guess what time it is. Oh. For the ability to sing, but it's not, it's not as it's not as good a talent. It's not as like, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not equal. I guess, I guess I would trade. I mean, no, because I will, I'm, I'm a really good cook and I would not trade that for anything. I'm also, I'm very skilled at face, facial recognition, though not names, but I can (laughs) spot if I see a face for a second in a movie or TV, I can, I can, I can identify who it is. Oh, that's Ellen Barkin. That's a young, you know, John Gielgud. Like I'm very, I'm very good at that. Um, But I don't know what I would trade that for. Maybe I would trade that for remembering people's names because I think remembering people's names is more important. It is more important. But how do you remember their names if you can't recognize them? Well, I mean, I'm talking about like an exceptional skill (laughs) 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 that I would just dial back and be like a normie (laughs) in my facial recognition and then I would, I, I would, I would trade that level, that heightened mm-hmm. level for a heightened level of name recognition. What's just a talent you really wish you had? I wish I could play an instrument. I really, I really have dreams of myself, like sitting around a campfire playing a banjo. Like I really think that I could, like, not a banjo, but I wish I could play an instrument. I feel like it would be a nice thing and I don't have the ear for it. No, me neither. I wish I could speak another language fluently. I've tried so many times and I, I can't. I have a little bit of Spanish. I wish that. I hate that I can't speak other other languages. Yeah, I especially hate that when I travel to other countries. It makes me feel like an ignorant American. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Everybody else knows English and whatever they whatever their native language is. It's ridiculous that we don't know other languages. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. Well, wait, but what would you trade the singing? But what else, what else would you, what is another skill you wish you had? Well, I mean, they're all kind of related. I wish I could write a song. 
like write the music to a song, the words I could see doing. Okay. But like actually composing a song. I wish I could do that. Okay. Um, I wish I was, well, no, I mean, that's the main thing. Yeah, me too. I guess I'm good. I mean, the rest of it, I'm kind of good with. I'm like, whatever, this is what I got. It's like some bad things, some good things. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. On that note, on that, on note, that very gray on note, that- <laughs> this gray episode, it's a gray day in Los Angeles to be fair. And I'm in like a gross cave. <laughs> so, so anyway, thank you for listening to everything is fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a review for the show, a five-star review, we will read it on the air. We do that every couple of weeks. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at EIF Podcast. If you want to support the production of the show, um, join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. That really helps us make ends meet with the show. Um, we are on Facebook with a private Facebook group. We are on Twitter. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. And our show is edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.